Welcome to the LU Moment, where we showcase all the great events, activities, programs, and people right here at Lamar University. I'm Shelby Rodriguez, Public Affairs Manager here at LU, and I want to welcome everyone back to this week's show, guys, right? I first want to give a shout out to the Epsilon Road Chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated right here at LU. And so that organization made history at the TCAC convention a few weeks ago. They won Outstanding Chapter of the Year, and Michaela Jackson uh, won the Miss Black and Gold Scholarship pageant on behalf of the university chapter. And so she went on to uh, compete at the state level. And so now she'll move on regionally to compete. And so additionally, chapter president Trey Wilson won Outstanding Brother of the Year and second place in the Belford v. Lawson Oratorical Contest. So shout out to the Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated Lamar University chapter. Those guys are doing amazing things and uh, we just love to see it. And so getting right into today's show, joining me today is Dr. Wilma Jackson, Director of Diversity and Inclusive Excellence, and she's going to talk a little bit more about that. Dr. Jackson, thank you for joining me. Well, thank you so much, Shelby, for having me uh, (laughs) to speak on Black History Month. Uh, This is definitely a very good time to be at Lamar University for our students, staff, and faculty. You've already mentioned some of the fine accomplishments through uh, Collegiate 100 and also for the men of Alpha Phi Alpha. We are so proud of them and their accomplishment, and also Dr. Titus, Freddie yes. Titus, for all the work that he does with the MPHC on our campus. And we're super excited to see our students excel and grow and you know, become the leaders that we all know that they can be not only here on campus, but also in the community as well. Yes, ma'am. Well said. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, So, Dr. Jackson, I know uh, for Black History Month, we had a good little list of events happening, right? Absolutely. Can you walk us through some of those things we had planned? Well, yes, I will. I know that I saw something uh, on the on the radar about, you know, something, a contribution for gospel music. Mm -hmm. I believe that was, this is so great. Also a wonderful opportunity to remember, uh, they called him professor or doctor, uh, Thomas A. Dorsey. Uh, he's the one that wrote the song, uh, precious Lord, take my hand, which is also a song that a lot of people use in the Dr. King and others use in the civil rights movement. So Mm -hmm. it's great to see that we have gospel music incorporated as well. Well, we have so many, um, so many greats um, in the gospel music uh, industry. Dr. Uh, James Cleveland and, yes. you know, Mahalia Jackson and so many others. So this is a great opportunity to have a diverse uh, group of programs and events, activities to celebrate uh, Black History Month. Um, the investigating and prosecuting the James Byrd Jr. case. Uh, and we have two of our uh, Lamar faculty members who uh, were asked by the FBI mm-hmm. to uh, help investigate um, and bring uh, justice to the family. Uh, also, uh, just as a um, backstory, in, on June 7, 1998, um, James Bird Jr. was dragged uh, about three miles along an asphalt w- road to his death, and um, the uh, the in, Jas- in Jasper, Texas, which is not a long way from Beaumont. Right. So right. we want to talk about that, and also the two um, instructors 
share their experience and some of the facts uh, about the case. And, you know, this is, again, part of history, uh, black history, but also a way that the campus community will know, you know, these are some things that are happen- have happened close to home. Right. And even though we're still, you know, even in 2020, we were seeing, still seeing some high-profile uh, ki- killings of black people, right. you know, like the murder of George Floyd, which led to a global protest um, against racism, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and others. So this is an opportunity for us to say, hey, things have happened, you know, at a distance, but also things have historically happened close to home as well. So it's a learning experience and also a healing experience for us. Yes, ma'am. And it's funny that you mentioned that, um, you know, it kind of happens close to home. I'm from Houston, Texas. I tell everyone Mm -hmm. that all the time. And so growing up, I remember the James Byrd Jr. case being one of the first times where I really, uh, my mom kind of sat down and talked with me about being black and what that might mean for me um, and my siblings in our future. And, you you know, sometimes these things happen. You know, it was a very real conversation. Right. And so when I saw that we were having this event, it just kind of brought back some of those same memories. And I'm Absolutely. like, gosh, Absolutely. gosh. And now being a mother myself, you know, those conversations are so important. And I think it's so important that we're bringing it to campus mm-hmm. and we're having it, um, you know, and making the campus community aware. There may be individuals who have not heard of this case. So, Absolutely. Um, I applaud you, Dr. Jackson, well, for making you. that happen. You know, it's a team effort. We had a diversity program planning committee, yeah. and we all worked together to bring, um, you know, events to the campus to help improve the campus climate. But also, this is an opportunity for us to work with the Department of Social Work, uh, mm. Sociology, Criminal Justice, uh, Dr. Ginger Gumult, and others over there. So this was the first time that we've had uh, been able to partner and collaborate with them. But we are super excited. A historical moment in time, but also um, being able to reflect on some current events as well and come up with solutions in ways that we can all move forward. We have the Real Black History Artifact Display, and this museum was established to preserve the history of African-American people and to educate others of the many great contributions that African-Americans have made to mankind. And also, we want to increase the knowledge, awareness, and cultural sensitivity, and understanding of the historic experience of African Americans for such a time as this in Black History Month. Uh, About over a thousand authentic artifacts, uh, some original documents from historical historical figures such as Booker T. Washington, Mary Cloud Bethune, George Washington Carver, and others. So again, this is an opportunity to celebrate black history, contributions that people have made, but also to educate educate the campus community as well. This isn't our first time bringing the um, True Black History Month Museum to campus. Well, we did have, uh, we, we had it scheduled in person for last year, mm-hmm. but this was the time when we had the ice storm and everything was like shut down, so we weren't able to do it in person, but yeah. we were able to have some virtual pieces of this, and so based on the indicators, feedback um, and uh, surveys, uh, the students, staff, and faculty wanted to, if there was a 
possibility, please bring it to campus so we can see it live and in person. Yes. So this is why we did it uh, this year. So Yes, ma'am. That's <laughs> right. And then I want to touch on something you mentioned earlier. Um, Black Gospel Music Moments uh, on KVLU right now. That's happening every Sunday in February at 8 p.m. Tune in to 91.3 FM and KVLU.org for stories and recordings from the Baylor University Libraries covering, again, Black Gospel Music Restoration Project. So that's something exciting um, the KVLU is doing. And again, just another way to honor um, and celebrate Black History Month. And with that being said, Dr. Jackson, I want to ask you, okay. what does Black History Month mean for you? Well, it, it means a time that as a nation and collectively that we celebrate the accomplishments of um, our ancestors and also celebrate the successes, you know, of our students here at Lamar and yeah. things that are currently being done. But it's also a time to remember, although we recognize uh, black History Month in the month of February. Right. Uh, for a lot of people, black black being black is what we do every day. Right. So course. it's always an opportunity to um, share our resources, share our talents, share our abilities, share our experiences, share our stories with everyone, with the world. So we don't have to just stop in February. The shortest month of the year, 28, maybe 29 days. Yeah. But, um, you know, also just remember and be conscious to share, you know, your story, your experience, you know, on a daily basis. Yeah. So Black History Month is the time that we set aside as a collectively, but there's also the opportunity to individually share our time and resources as well throughout the year. And I don't want to put you on the spot, but <laughs> I also want to know um, who is your most favorite um, black influential individual throughout history? Wow. <clears throat> I have to say, um, I would have to say my favorite, first mentors in which are my parents my mother and oh, father wow. um in growing up in Shreveport Louisiana although we lived in a um a black community middle class black community working uh homeowners and so forth but we also attended an all-black church paradise baptist church that um, my grandfather my grandmother our aunts uh, cousins yeah. and some community leaders formed the church over 100 years ago sitting in their living room Wow. So, and it's still thriving today, Paradise Baptist Church in Shreveport, Louisiana. So, and um, my pastor at that time, who's deceased, uh, Reverend Lud Flanagan. So, people like that, uh, my parents and people in the community who have shaped who I am today. Growing up in my church at the age of three years old, I did yeah. my first uh, speech, and I've been speaking ever since. So um, just those would be my um, black history um, leaders and trailblazers uh, sitting in the living room at the kitchen table learning um, about uh, different aspects of life. And if I had to say... Um, a, a um, famous leader would be Dr. Maya Angelou. Oh, and yeah. one of my favorite quotes by her is to pursue the things you love doing and do them so well that people can't take their eyes off of you. And that is something that I live by every day as a, um, as a leader in the community, uh, in my home. Um, and that, that's something that I live by every day. And it really encourages me to continue to push 
and yeah. also to continue to inspire others. So that's uh, those are some of the people that have really shaped my life. Oh, wow. Wow, Dr. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, and it definitely shows. It definitely shows because you work very hard here on campus to well, keep diversity you. and inclusion at the forefront of the thank campus Thank you community. so much. Thank yes, you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for this opportunity with um, this broadcast because things like this, our publicity and so forth, our marketing pieces, yeah. we get a lot of calls from um alumni and people yeah. in the community yeah. with suggestions and i just want to trace back to black history month we had an alumni um to call and um they told us about was shared with me about um one of our graduates alumni marie moy moy and i think i was told i only been here a few about 27 months but i was told <laughs> that in this part of texas they say moye so mm. he said moy yeah so marie moy or moy a depending on where you're from she was a nurse and midwife in tyler uh county for about 40 years and um just a little background she was she graduated in 1957 from Lamar University. She was the first black to receive a nursing degree. Oh, wow. So uh, just hearing her wow. story, some of the struggles and challenges that she encountered on campus during that time, and to just kind of see how we have evolved now. Because during the time when she was a student here, she wasn't allowed to eat in the cafeteria. Oh, wow. And uh, she literally had to stay in the classroom all day because of her safety and protection. Wow. Uh, she parked her car off campus and had police escort to uh, walk her to class yeah. and from class each day. Wow. So she had several challenges and some of the parents of uh, some of the uh, students that were enrolled at that time, they wanted her to quit. Wow. And um, there were originally five um, African-American females or five African-Americans yeah. who enrolled in the yeah. program. But because of fear, the others uh, decided to, they, it just wasn't for them. Yeah. They quit. Yeah. But she was a trailblazer. She persisted. She stuck it out. Yeah. And uh, she graduated in 1957. Oh, wow. So it's also an opportunity. We are so grateful for people who listen to um, the broadcast, the podcast, the LU Connect and all of those yes. things, who look at, you know, the, the wonderful marketing and publicity that you are doing, helping yeah. to get the word out about, you know, diversity and inclusion at Lamar University. And we're very appreciative when people from the community reach out and say, hey, we saw the... Um, this particular alumni saw the uh, spotlights, and I was like, "Well, you know, maybe I, I'm, I'm just I'm going to mention it yes. at the podcast." But we're also going to honor her at one of our multicultural graduation That's events at great. the end yeah. um, of the uh, semester with the Trailblazer Award yes. that we will present to someone from the foundation. That's right. Well, thank you, Dr. Jackson, for joining me today on the Absolutely, LU thank you for having me, <laughs> and I look forward to coming back again. Yes, ma'am. All right, guys, if you're just tuning in or couldn't stick around for the entire interview, don't worry, I got you covered. Tune in right now on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Just search LU Moment. As always, be sure to follow us on social media. You know the username, but in case you don't, here's a hint. It's Lamar University. This is Shelby Rodriguez, Public Affairs Manager here at LU, the pride of Southeast Texas. <laughs>